Welcome to the Anti-Diet Life Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Horton, your go-to anti-diet health coach and certified intuitive eating counselor. Get ready to give diet culture the middle finger and dive into conversations about intuitive eating, body acceptance, self-love, and what it really means to pursue health at any size. We're all about taking a weight-neutral approach to health, one that prioritizes your overall well-being over the number on the scale. So we're here to arm you with the tools that you need to dodge the toxic diet mentality and never get sucked back into it. Let's explore what it truly means to live the anti-diet life. For more tools and community support, join the Anti-Diet Health Club at www.antidiethealthclub.com. Episode 10. Here we are in double digits. Uh, If you are new to the podcast, welcome. If you have been following me since the beginning, thank you. And I appreciate your support. I am having so much fun with this and I cannot wait for what I have lined up in the coming months. But for today, it is going to be just me with a topic that is really at the heart of this podcast that I really want to get to in a little bit more detail. And if I'm being completely honest, it's because it's a conversation I have a lot and I would love to just have a podcast I can refer somebody to without having to go round and round about this topic over and over again. And that is weight loss. Does it fit with the anti-diet approach or no? If it does fit in, how does it fit in? And I get it. Our world has been predominantly focused on health being weight loss. And in order to achieve weight loss, you pretty much have to go on a diet in some way, shape, or form. And I am here to say that is not the case. And it might actually be the very thing that is making us less healthy. But before I dive into all that, I want to get really, really clear on a couple of things as we are chatting today. The first is, what does it mean to be anti-diet exactly? And in order to understand that, we really have to take a moment to define what we're talking about when we're talking about a diet. Now, Traditionally speaking, a diet is really just anything that you eat, right? But unfortunately, that has been co-opted by diet culture. And now when we talk about a diet, what we're talking about is any sort of external way of controlling what you eat, when you eat, or how much you eat for the means of weight management. Now, I do want to just caveat this with I'm not including medically necessary uh, diets here, right? I get that if it's a life-threatening thing, we need to do that. If you need to avoid wheat because you're celiac, like that is going to be very different than somebody that avoids wheat because they think that carbs are bad for them. So um, if you have restrictions that are a medical necessary please follow those. <laughs> By no means I'm throwing those under the bus. But the other diet that we're talking about here is the one that is saying 
eat this, not that, or you can only eat during these time frames, or you have to use portion control or limit how much you're eating, not based on your body's hunger and fullness cues, but again, based on that external source. Now, some diets can be pretty sneaky. Even, you know, macro counting or calorie counting is a diet because you are limiting or monitoring how much you're allowing yourself to eat, even if you're allowed to eat anything. But there's also things like only eating clean foods that are basically still a diet. You're saying that it's bad to eat something that is processed and you should only be eating things that are like whole foods. And while your body may feel better with eating whole foods, um, that kind of black and white thinking is really an indicator that you're really just on another diet. Now, that we have that out of the way. The other caveat here is talking about weight loss. Now, there are two things to keep in mind here. There is intentional weight loss and unintentional weight loss. When we're talking about the anti-diet approach, we are not against unintentional weight loss. Sometimes this is a byproduct of other behavior changes, and sometimes it's not. We really, the thing that we have a problem with when we're talking about weight loss is that intentional weight loss, using a diet for weight management. And really at the end of the day is that we do not want to encourage or focus on weight loss exclusively because weight is really not a good indicator of health. Think about people in smaller bodies or normal sized bodies can be healthy and they can also be very unhealthy. The same thing happens with people in larger bodies. They can be healthy in a larger body and they can be unhealthy in a larger body. And weight is just one static It's not even static, right? It changes all the time. But it's one data point that doesn't actually give us a lot of information. And that's what we really need to be careful about. I know that in my own journey of pursuing weight loss, because I thought it was going to make me healthier, it really wasn't improving my health at all. And in fact, what I see happening a lot is that if we're only focused on the number on the scale, it is like we put blinders on to everything else that may be happening. And that's a really, really dangerous approach to take to your health. The anti-diet movement is really just linked to the health at every size movement and how we approach health and well-being overall. And what it does is it really is focusing on accepting the fact that body diversity exists, that people are going to be in different shapes and sizes, and that a part of our health is also outside of our control. And so using weight as a sole determinant of health is really, really harmful. Your body weight does not take into account factors like your muscle mass or your bone density or, you know, your body composition as a whole. And what we know is 
about health is that that those things do matter more than just the number on the scale. How much visceral fat do you have versus um, muscle? You know, two people weighing the same amount can have vastly different body compositions. And just using the number on the scale or relying on a BMI chart that's wildly outdated and racist and sizist is not helpful in any way. Health outcomes can vary so much, even if you have two people that are the same exact weight and height, based on their genetics or where they live or their different lifestyle factors. And of course, like I said earlier, weight is not a static number. It's something that changes. Like it changes really easily with just, you know, how much salt is in your system right now? Are you bloated? Are you experiencing hormonal changes right now? Have you had a bowel movement today? That's going to create temporary changes in weight. And there's even going to be things that are maybe like seasonal or based on like where you are in life right now. I know that I tend to be somebody that puts on a little bit more weight in the winter, craving more of those comfort foods. I'm maybe not quite as active because I live in a place that's raining quite a bit. And in the summer, my body weight tends to naturally decrease a little bit because I'm more active. I crave salads more. We're doing more hiking. Does that mean I am healthier in the summer than I am in the winter? No, my blood panels and everything is pretty much exactly the same. There's also things like stress and how much you're sleeping and medications that you're using that can impact your weight. A very simple way of kind of understanding that weight not being an indicator of health is what if somebody is needing a life threaten you know, medication for a life-threatening condition that a side effect is weight gain. Obviously, using that medication is the priority and weight is just a you know a side effect of that and it's not as important. So I think that as we're looking at our health and how we can improve our health, that's something that we really need to take into consideration. The anti-diet approach is really focused more on an overall picture of well-being as opposed to just focusing on weight loss. And that means we're looking at prioritizing behaviors that will promote health and well-being, like, but also like your physical, mental, and emotional well-being, right? It's not just looking at that physical, like what does your body look like? Is it checking the box of meeting the the requirements on of a normal, healthy body on the BMI chart? We want to take the focus away from weight loss and more on creating sustainable habits. You know, uh, anti-diet is tied connectedly with intuitive eating. And that's a way of eating that's really focused on um, meeting your body's needs, right? Instead of relying on those external sources to tell you what's good and bad or right or wrong, you get to decide for yourself. And the real beauty in that is that there's no one size fits all approach. Intuitive eating literally looks different for every single human on the face of the planet. And that's really cool. And of course, we want to promote movement, but movement can look a whole bunch of different ways. And it should be something that is enjoyable and 
feels good to you, maybe a little bit uncomfortable at times, but generally feeling good, not necessarily about hitting a number on the calorie burn or um, saying you have to strength train three times a week and you have to you know run three times a week, right? It's taking a less dogmatic approach to it. And there's a really strong importance on self-care as well, because that is really, really, really important. If you're only looking at what the number on the scale is doing, that means that you're probably not putting as much emphasis on things that are I think more important, like your blood pressure and your cholesterol levels and that mental health component. Very often when we are pursuing weight loss through dieting, I think that we kind of turn off that ability to listen to ourselves and to really take care of ourselves. I know for me that that weight loss journey came from a place of not liking myself, not liking my body, trying to change myself to fit somebody else's ideal. And again, that is not a great place to be making change from. We want change and like focusing on your health to come from a place of body acceptance and body respect, that a positive body image is more important than fitting a societal beauty standard. That your self-worth is not based on having a certain body size or shape. Nobody gives a damn about what size pants you're wearing. And when we're focused on just the scale, we tend to really hold ourselves to too high of standards, to um, unrealistic expectations about what that's supposed to look like. And we're bullying ourselves into change instead of focusing on cultivating self-compassion and how we treat ourselves, which I think is more important than beating our bodies into submission. I know that when I was just focused on the scale, I was not paying attention to things like my energy or how well I was sleeping or even my mood or better yet, let's say my mood was actually dictated by what was happening on the scale. If the scale went up one day, I was automatically in a bad mood. If the scale went down one day, I was in a good mood. And that's really not a way to live your life. And we can't ignore the fact that dieting has a dark side and it is not without risk. It can lead to so much disordered eating, like over fixating on food, um, a lot of guilt and shame. It tends to lead to uh, preoccupation with food, binge eating, emotional eating. And I know that for me, when I was dieting, I thought losing weight was going to be the thing that made me feel better about my body and have more self-esteem. But it consistently made me feel worse about myself and constantly made me feel like a failure or you know, just having a lot of shame around it because I just, why I'm so smart. Why can't I figure this out? 
The reality is that extreme dieting or if you're dieting for a really long time can result in things like your nutritional deficiencies, your metabolism slowing down, sometimes permanently. It can lead to hormone imbalances. And if you're one of those people that is constantly yo-yo dieting, like the up and the down, um, going on plan, off plan, on plan, off plan, you are increasing your risk for cardiovascular disease and developing things like insulin resistance and other chronic health conditions, which is very often the thing that we're trying to combat by losing weight. And so it's creating this cycle instead of us actually seeing progress. And of course, dieting leads to disordered eating, which leads to eating disorders for many people, which obviously is a really serious consideration that we need to take before embarking on um, a diet. I've seen this, you know, I don't work with eating disorder uh, recovery specifically, but all of my clients have suffered from disordered eating at one point in their life. And they're not any happier if the scale goes down, really, like there's this brief moment of success and happiness, because you're getting the external validation, people saying, Oh, have you lost weight, you look great, or maybe your doctor giving you a high five, because you're, you know, losing weight, and that's what they told you to do. But that's not, again, taking your true health into consideration. Weight does not indicate health. In fact, dieting is the number one predictor of weight gain. And what we know about dieting, if you look at the research, is that almost all intentional weight loss efforts, meaning people that are dieting specifically to lose weight, will result in weight regain for like 90% of individuals And most of those people will end up even heavier than before. So by just focusing on the scale, you are setting yourself up to fail statistically. Now, yes, there are going to be outliers and people that have been able to lose weight and have been able to sustain it, some more easily than others. But for the vast majority of people, if you are losing weight through dieting alone, it is not something that you are going to be able to sustain. And honestly, that's a good thing because your body is reacting to the restriction in the way that it has been designed to. If your body views like, oh my God, food is becoming scarce, it has mechanisms in place to start increasing those hunger cues, start creating cravings, and start slowing down that metabolism to start conserving energy. And all of these adaptations continue to make it more and more difficult to maintain that weight loss over time. And very often, that restrictive type of eating triggers this both a physical, biological, and a psychological response to counteract that. We start compensating by overeating and binge eating and doing all of these things. And then we just get stuck on this cycle of regain. And then we feel bad about ourselves. So we go on a diet to lose weight. And then we can only do that for so long. And then we gain the weight back. And we just feel like a failure all of the time. Now, you don't have to keep repeating this cycle. 
you can focus on your health beyond the number on the scale. Think about things like what foods give me energy? Am I fueling my body with things that make my body feel good? Your body has so many ways of telling you what it likes and what it doesn't like. Bodies tend to like variety and balance and they have internal mechanisms to help you accomplish that so long as you're actually listening for it. We're very often, when we're trying to pursue weight loss, we're fighting biology. There is something called set point theory that is basically this idea that your body has a natural weight range that it likes to maintain. I call it the happy weight, right? And this is a range. It's not a a single set point and it can change over time, but Anything outside of that range, your body starts to kick in all of those defense mechanisms to keep you at that natural equilibrium. And dieting has actually been shown to increase that set point range, again, which is the opposite of what you wanted to be doing, right? So then we're just chasing our tail here over and over and over. So instead of focusing on the scale, what we like to focus on are those health promoting behaviors. How are you nourishing yourself? How are you taking care of yourself? How are you uh, supporting your mental health? Are you moving your body in ways that feels good for you? And I do want to say that some people may lose weight and great. Like as long as you feel better, that is awesome. I have had the experience of people coming to work with me uh, that suffer from a lot of binge eating and emotional eating. And once we under address that underlying behavior, and all of a sudden, they're no longer binge eating and emotional eating, then yeah, maybe they do lose some of their, their weight right? But I've also had people that have had the same experience and their body doesn't change, but that's okay because they still feel better physically and mentally in their body. And you can see improvements in other health metrics, your blood blood pressure, cholesterol, blood sugars, all of that without the number on the scale changing. So when we're talking about anti-diet meaning we're against focusing on intentional weight loss. That's what we mean. Getting blinders on and only looking at one data point is never a good idea in any situation. And the scale doesn't really know a whole lot about you. All it's doing is it's telling you your relationship to gravity And I know that some people are probably going to say, well, there's all of this correlation with, you know, if you're at a higher weight, then you're at higher risk for these other things. And I just want to offer that, yes, there may be some correlation, but very often there's a lot of other factors involved as well, such as stress management and sleep and movement and genetics and so many other things. We have to get out of this black or white thinking when it comes to our health and embrace that there are a lot of things, some within our control and some that aren't, that 
play a role in our health. If you ever come across somebody that is saying that they are an anti-diet coach or health professional and they are promoting, intentionally promoting weight loss, that person is not actually anti-diet and they are not supportive of health at every size. Because if you're truly somebody that's anti-diet, you understand that health is so much more multidimensional than just the number on the scale. Now, let me know how this is landing for you. I would love to hear from you. Shoot me a DM over on Instagram, anti-diet health coach. I would love to get your feedback on what's coming up for you when you hear all of this. (laughs) Be well, friends. Thank you for tuning in to the Anti-Diet Life podcast. If you have questions, feedback, or something that really resonated with you from today's episode, I would love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram. My handle is at anti-diet health coach. Your insights and experiences are incredibly valuable and they could shape our future episodes. If you liked what you heard today, we also appreciate you sharing, liking, and subscribing to help us reach more listeners just like you. Remember, your voice matters in this movement towards a more balanced diet neutral approach to wellness. So reach out, share your thoughts. Let's keep this conversation going. Until next time, stay liberated, stay healthy, and keep living the anti-diet life.